Hey, good morning, Bill. Hey, Ed. Um, so, obviously, you guys are a game plan offense, have been for a long time. Specific to yesterday, what made running so much out of 11 personnel uh, kind of in your best interest against the Steelers? Um, well, that was our main formation group all the way along. So, running or passing, it was uh, that was the primary group. We felt that was the best um, best best way for us to match up with them for those a number of reasons. There's a combination of things, but um, yeah, mo you know, nearly all the game was in that in that grouping. Uh, there were multiple combinations, but eleven personnel was the main the main group for sure. And then uh, Dietrich plays over eighty percent of your defensive snaps for a second straight week. Obviously, it's just two games, but how impressive is that for a defensive lineman? Particularly with some of these longer drives to play that, that type of number. Yeah, he uh, Wise has really done a good job for us. Um, got off to a great start in the game, made a couple big stops early. Um, you know, did a good job with the you know a very mobile quarterback back there with Trubisky. So I think you know he's given us a lot of a lot of high quality snaps, both run and pass, and a high number of snaps. Um, works really hard on his conditioning and practice. He does a lot of. Uh, Either extra running or or a lot of running during every play, you know, finishing plays, chasing the ball downfield, things like that. So um, he's he's in good condition and uh, he's played playing well for us. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Our next question, Chris Ryan, and I'll ask others to raise your hand if you have a question for Coach Bell. <laughs> Morning, Bill. How are you? Hey, Chris. Um, just on the Nelson Aguilar catch, from a technical standpoint, what did he? You know, do right there that allowed him to, to have success. Is that something that you you can coach, or is that just kind of a innate ability there to, to make that play technically? Well, we we talk from a coaching standpoint about going up and getting the ball at the high point, and and uh, there's going to be some some 50-50 balls like that. Uh, we had one last week that uh, we lost to Tyreek Hill. Uh, had one this week that we made. Uh, uh, there on Witherspoon, so uh, Nelly made a great, did a great job of going up and, and getting his hands on the ball, and then kind of ripping it down and pulling it away. So um, uh, you give him all the credit in the world on that one. That was a, a tough catch, and as you said, a 50-50 ball, and it came down in our favor. But uh, he he timed it well and went up and, and fought for it strong, kept his balance, and and went into the end zone. It was a you know, huge play in the game and, and a great individual effort on his part. And just in terms of playmaking on the defensive side of the football, having watched the, the film, what stood out to you about um, that group collectively and their ability to to make plays, uh, particularly in the uh, in, turn, in creating turnovers? Well, uh, you talking about our defense? Yes, your defense. Yeah. Well, we had the we had the interception on the on the play action uh, kind of pop pass there. Mac made a you know an outstanding play of dropping uh, to his left to the outside, and then um, you know planting and coming back and and reacting very quickly to get his hands on the ball to Mills, and then um, had our hands on a couple other balls. That was a close play where uh, Mills got the ball out on uh, Johnson that Uche returned, but uh, he was ruled down. Uh, so well, we just keep working to get the ball out uh, as much as we can. And uh, we had our couple last week that um, got the ball out, but it was out of bounds or, or we were out of bounds or, you know, whatever it was right there by the sideline. But we just got to keep, keep
keep emphasizing the to get pressure on the ball, and uh, hopefully we'll get get some that we'll be able to take advantage of. Thanks. You're welcome. The next question, Alex Barnes, followed by Nick O'Malley. Yeah. Good morning, Bill. Hey, Alex. They, uh, so I know you talked yesterday after the game about the two big th- uh, three and outs late, but they started seven for nine on third down, finished one of six. Having watched the game back, what changed in your mind for you guys defensively where the third downs kind of shifted there in the second half? Well, I, I want to say three of the third downs were third and ones. So uh, they – they converted those. Uh, a couple of them were close. Uh, one, I think Harris hit for about five yards, so that really that wasn't close. And then, then they converted a third and ten and a third and seventeen right at the sticks. And um, both throws are outside, good throws. And uh, obviously, the the rush and the coverage wasn't tight enough in those situations. So, um, you know, I think for the most part, we and then we gave up the. Uh, uh, I believe the touchdown was on third down too, wasn't it? So that was another third down conversion that we knew just didn't didn't execute well enough. Um, so uh, look again, Pittsburgh. Give them credit. I mean, they have very good receivers. Uh, they have a great back. They got good tight end, and they got good skill players. You know, Pickens and uh, Johnson and Claypool, um, Firemuth, Najee Harris. I mean, as a, as a group, that's a pretty pretty good group. Um, you know, we got some, they got some, uh, but the, the short yardage is always skew the third down conversions. Uh, not always, but usually because that's, those are close to 85% conversions league wide, whatever it is, it's a pretty high number. So, um, you know, some of the, a lot of the third down relates to second down and, and, and first down. And so doing a better job there will help you on third down, but obviously we got to convert on Third and ten and third and seventeen. That was um, we, we just got to do a better job there all the way around, coaching, playing, awareness, and and so forth. Um, so yeah, it was kind of a third down story. Thanks. Yep, you're welcome. Next question, Nick O'Malley, followed by Andrew Kelly. Hey, Bill. Uh, I want to ask about uh, the fumble play you mentioned earlier, the uh, overturned fumble play, and the uh, Jalen Mills punch out. Are you happy with the way that that was officiated, with the officials uh, letting it play out, even though it ultimately got overturned? And have you gotten communication from officials in uh, whether they're letting those sorts of close plays run more, just so they don't wipe out uh, potential returns like that? Yeah, again, I think that's probably a, a question that would be better directed to the officiating department. Um, but yeah, again, my general understanding on that is that they prefer to let those plays play out and then knowing that they're going to be reviewed. Um, we had one in preseason, uh, I think it was in the, the first preseason game against the Giants where where the ball was out. We scooped it up and and um, and they they ruled it down. Um, and again, for the same, that then we had to challenge the play and for the recovery and, and all that. So I think generally a philosophy is if the play is going to be reviewed, let it play out and, and then review it. Um, whether that's right or wrong, uh, you know, it's not really my call. That's, you know, it's for the other people to decide, but I, I think that is generally the philosophy, but it all it doesn't always play out that way. I think that in the end, the officials got to got to call what he sees on the field, 
Um, but if it's a true 50-50 call, I, I guess that's the way it would go. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, you're welcome. Next question, Andrew Callahan, followed by Kieran Gorigian. Hey, Bill, <laughs> speaking of that um, Giants preseason game, I remember asking you about uh, zero play-action passes and indicated the way the Giants were playing, which was a high-blitz game, that that was kind of something you had to adjust to. Play-action rate has been pretty low through two games. I know each of them are individually their own entity, but is there a risk, generally speaking, of running more play-action against defenses that will blitz a lot more, given obviously that involves the quarterback turning his back uh, to those blitzes? Well, I mean, if a team's blitzing, uh, I don't know how much the play action really affects the defense. Uh, the guys that are blitzing are going to blitz. And generally speaking, depending on the, the exact nature of the play, but generally speaking, um, backs are still involved in protection. So if there's any kind of blitz, there's no fake anyway. The back would just have to go pick up his his blitz picks protection assignment. Um Otherwise, that guy is going to come free. So you, you, there's really no fake. There's really no fake anyway in a situation like that. Um, and, and the quarterback knows that, right? So once the quarterback sees that the back isn't faking, he knows that instinctively, well, he, he knows that just fundamentally that the back has had to leave the fake and go to his blitz assignment. So the quarterback knows that somebody forced him to do that and, and there's pressure coming. So... I think if you're going to get a lot of blitz, and I'm not sure how you know what the effect of the play action really really is, unless you're trying to bootleg and get outside or something like that. Um, it's a little bit same in man coverage. You know how much how much real effect are you going to get in man coverage? They they have their guys anyway. Sometimes you can you know sneak a tight end or or another player out against man coverage when they're when they're playing the run, but. Um, yeah, I'm not saying they're bad players. I'm just saying that's that's kind of what you're, you know, what you're weighing is the how much how much extra pull are you going to get from the fake versus what are you going to give up in in your protection assignments and how aggressive do you want to be with your line faking the run when um, you got guys that are that are blitzing and penetrating upfield that you have to pass block. So that's you know, that's the decision you have to make. And then a couple of your players. Um... I think Jacoby mentioned the way that the Steelers were kind of diving down over the middle to cut some of those deeper crossing routes, and you guys made adjustments. Mika Fitzpatrick talked about playing a lot of too high. I mean, obviously they did a little bit of both. Did you see more one or the other as the game went on? Uh, well, it started out as a quarters kind of game, um, more quarters, and then they, they went to some man-to-man coverage, and they kind of went back to the quarters. Uh, and then at the end, in the last drive, that was, that was basically all uh, man-to-man. Uh, when they were trying to get the ball back. So third down, they, they mixed it up, as they usually do, um, on the shorter distances between man and zone and the longer distances, their, their zone longer yardage calls uh, where they drop the safeties inside. Um, so they, they do a good job mixing it up, and they played a couple of different fronts against us. They had the, their nickel front, but then they had a, a different – a different nickel frontal, a different personnel group, and and then in their in their other nickel, they they played Hayward some outside at defensive end, which they, we hadn't seen that. Uh, I think that was after Watt. That was probably an adjustment for him after Watt got hurt, and then in passing situations, then they went with the the two outside linebackers and just played the two defensive linemen inside, which was kind of their I would say 
higher percentage call with Watt, but with, without Watt, they, they kind of went to two different packages on that. So, um, yeah, that's that's the way the game played out. Coverage-wise, it was a, a little more split safety than what they had shown last week against um, Cincinnati, for sure, yes. Thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Two final questions, Karen Gregan and Zach Cox. Good morning, Bill. Hi, Karen. Um, I'm just wondering uh, how you thought Cole Strange fared in the game against uh, Cam Hayward, and uh, just in general, did you see some improvement from the offensive line? Um, well, again, Hayward played defensive end um, a decent part of the game. I don't know what the exact numbers were on that, but certainly more than he did in the past and more than he did against Cincinnati. Uh, when they were in their three-down lineman nickel. Uh, he played the defensive end of the tight end side, and and um, and they flipped um, uh, 56 back to the back to the weak side. Uh, he did play inside some. Uh, there were some matchups in there. Uh, you know, certainly it was a good test for uh, for Cole to go against a player of that quality. I thought we were we were competitive. Um, uh, Hayward could have, you know, he was disruptive, but it's, I've certainly seen it worse. So we'll probably take it um, less disruptive than he was against Cincinnati a week ago. That's for sure. So that was a good thing. You know, generally speaking, our pass protection again was was pretty good. Um, width of the pocket was good. Depth of the pocket was good. We had a couple plays where we uh, got edged, had a holding penalty, had uh, a couple hits on the quarterback, but um, overall. I'd say the pocket was was pretty clean. Thank you, Bill. You're welcome. And last question, Zach. Morning, Bill. Uh, with Ty being out, I feel like Damian or Madre would to pick up that slack uh, on third downs and some other uh, passing situations, especially in terms of blitz pickup. Right. Well, uh, I think Ty played um, most all the third downs last week against Miami, uh, except for maybe one or two uh, and some and the two minute. Uh, so, right, Damian and and uh, Mondre did a real nice job stepping in in those situations yesterday. Um, we got a, a good third down conversion from um, uh, you know from Mondre on the um, well, it was third and six, third and seven on sub run, and um, <clears throat> but. Again, Pittsburgh did, you know, they have a, they have a few, couple different looks on that that they, they mixed up there. I thought overall those guys handled it well. And, um, you know, we, we missed Ty, but um, both of those players have some experience uh, in the passing game. They're both good. They can handle the ball. So, um, you know, we were able to be able to use them and, and still maintain some of the um, – all, you know, all the all the protections that we would usually usually use in those situations. We didn't have to modify anything yesterday, so uh, that was good. And and when they did come, I thought that you know, both backs stepped up and and blocked the linebackers pretty competitively. So that was good too. Thank you. Thank you, coach. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you.